Hey Wanderers, and welcome back to Outlaws Wanted. Last time, the crew of the Honor tried to relax at Homestead. Unfortunately, the Black Dreadnought is ensuring the conflict between the Galactic Alliance and the Imposition remains a costly stalemate. The leader of the Outlaws realized that in order to stop chaos, the Black Dreadnought must be destroyed. The crew of the Honor has been assigned this challenging mission. Where we come back to the crew, you are all kind of in orbit? Floating nebulously in space around the space station known as Homestead. Uh, are we? I I was going to go talk to Camilla first before we left. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Yes, sorry. So, you are docked at the space station known as Homestead. You agree to meet Camilla in a canteen. She's, like, eating a leaf, like a giant leaf, as you guys sit down. She's holding it in, like, two of her four, or four of her six arms. So, what can I do for you, Malcolm? Um, hey, Camilla. So... We have a mission. Um, we're going to try to run some reconnaissance to see what we can learn about the Black Dreadnought and kind of form a game plan on how to tackle it. And I was wanting to know if you and some of the keepers want to tag along. Well, here's what I'll say. Um, as far as running reconnaissance, I don't know if you want to bring more ships with you. But if you give me like a location, a place to strike, a way to get there, oh, all of us keepers are bored. We're not used to sitting still, and we're not used to not having anything to do, so you tell us when and where, and we'll be there. That sounds pretty good, and if it makes you feel better, uh, you're not alone. Uh, All the outlaws aren't used to having nothing to do, and they're all bored too, so... Yeah, there seems to be a lot of you here, and also I did not know how many outlaws there were in general. I mean, you guys kind of like the Keepers have a reputation of being, um, ambiguous? No? Uh, hidden, I guess? There's probably a more... Secretive secretive but anyways um yeah there's a lot of you but there's a lot of keepers too and we're ready for you know we're spoiling for a fight i think we're looking for vengeance is my point okay yeah well we'll let you know what we what we find and look look forward to fighting with you we'll be sharpening our claws and mandibles sounds good camilla all right now i head back to the ship and we can go (laughs) cool you head back to the ship all right all of you are on board your ship is there anything else anyone wants to do before you make way for Core ho- uh, core forged home. Um. Well, I'd like to talk to people about w- what our plan of attack is at some point. Oh, dude, you you can just y'all make your way, and you're just kind of like in space as you have this conversation. You're all sitting around the table of the canteen. Lucy is charging in a corner. Not the canteen. Gosh, your your commissary. Anyways, so a uh, couple of things for fighting this black dreadnought. Do we want to try to? ally ourselves with more parties i mean if we could get the galactic alliance or the imposition or even the guild of commerce or united colonies to help us out you know like if it's 4v1 we might stand a chance and we have the keepers but i don't want to just throw away their lives to for nothing and the more people we have striking on this the better i i definitely agree that uh having having more allies would be great but Right now, things aren't doing so good between Imposition and the Galactic Alliance. I think it'd be a tough sell to get them to agree to cease fire and, and help. Maybe the general plan of attack here is to, I don't know, make as many friends as possible and see which of those we can continue to recruit into our ranks. I am so excited to turn Cody's very nice plot into Friendship is Magic. <laughs> the power of friendship. <laughs> Maybe that is the plot. I Are we... We're just going to talk to Marilla, I thought, right? Right now, yeah. Okay, okay. This is like long term. This is not yeah. what we're immediately doing. Yeah, for now, we're going, to, we're going to talk... Yeah, we're going to talk to Marilla and likely going to do, then do reconnaissance right, on the Black okay. Dreadnought after that. We're pro- I'm guessing we won't go back to Homestead in between. And depending on what happens in the reconnaissance, we may attack then. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
I guess it depends on why the Galactic Alliance and Imposition think they're fighting this time and where they're at on the threat of the Black I mean, have they ever needed a reason in the past? Well, no, but it kind of helps. You can't defuse the reason if you don't know the reason, you know what I mean? I also think uh, things are different than in the past. The galaxy or universe has never seen this full scale of war. Usually there's squabbles and stuff, but everyone kind of is happy with a Cold War-esque scenario where now we are just kind of in brutal open combat where no one's winning, and I would imagine that they would want to put the Interstellar Council back in its place and return to business as usual, so they might be a little bit more willing to listen. I mostly agree. However, I can say I think the Guild of Commerce will be a hard sell. I imagine they are doing quite well with Galactic Alliance and Imposition and Interstellar Council all being at war. I think we will have a difficult time persuading them that ending that cash flow is in their best interest. I mean, we do have a favor from what's-his-face, though. Oh, yeah. What's his name? He said he'd, he owed us one, but I don't know how much pull he has in terms of something as big as this. Yeah, he did say he owed us one. And if someone had a recording of that episode that just came out, or the last episode of this came out, then I just listened to that and I still don't remember his name. Captain Whalen. <laughs> That's his name. I mean, who? I I don't remember anybody owing us a favor. I don't know if it was necessarily owing us a favor, but it was like, we're not enemies after this, so maybe he'd be willing to listen kind of thing. Vika, you earned that favor through your death, so we appreciate that. Um, okay, that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know. I feel like we... This isn't a problem that the outlaws can solve on their own. As outlaw commander Laura Lee stated, we're going to need help. And I don't think it's wise of us to only focus on help where we think it will be easy to gain. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, just saying low-hanging fruit first, that's all. He, I, I, that's not a bad idea, but I mean, ask Lucy about how good the imposition is in combat, and I think they'd be good to take a car apart that Black Dreadnought if we are able to get them more firepower. That's an option to keep open. Man, just even thinking about giving the imposition more firepower just kind of kind of gives me chills, but I guess I'll get over it. <laughs> I understand. So, what is our plan for this prison break? Are we breaking this person out? Are we breaking the planet out? What are we doing? Do we know that she's in prison? No. If uh, if what Lucy said was true, it sounds like the whole planet's a prison, but I guess that's to be seen when we get there. And how it's guarded. What Lucy said is this whole planet is a prison and there are no guards. Well, that might make things a little easier. We gotta be careful with our ship, though, because we might not... They might be more willing to take our ship to get off-world. I don't think we'll have too much trouble when we show up, because it is. It, it used to be an imposition ship, remember? may not look as much like it now, but still has some of those old markings on it, so I don't, we might not be too conspicuous when we, when we arrive. I think it's less about being conspicuous and more about, I don't know, some of these prisoners trying to jump ship on the planet. Yeah, I'm more worried about Grand Theft Auto, not Grand Spe- Theft Spaceship, not getting in we'll just have to make sure we lock up yeah and i mean i'm sure lucille i'm sure lucille defend defend the kitchen to to the to the end to the bitter end so i think we'll we'll probably be fine there <laughs> yeah i mean worse come to worse there's always the slug express back home i guess that is true yeah i was actually just thinking i think yeah i don't think we have too much to worry about because lucy will not only defend his kitchen he's also he also said he doesn't want any any of these people stepping foot in his kitchen so I think he'll I think he'll be motivated to protect the ship. He'll take it seriously, that's for sure. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Uh and Vika stands up. That said, I do want to get this cloaking device ready to go, so if we do need to hide the ship, we at least have an option. That is an excellent idea. Yeah, I'll come help you with that, Vi. That sounds good. Uh Captain, if you have a second. Oh sure. Uh Sully, what's up? Do you have any pull with the Galactic Alliance or is it just I know you I know we all have reasons for being out and I'm not trying to pry, but do you think we'll be able to get them on our side to help us out with anything? I might. I'm sure there's a few officers that don't t- that don't think too badly of me. I was a decently respected officer when I was when I was still with them. So I think Vi and Jyla are 
Oh, goodness. Where would a cloaking device need to be uh, um, installed? Hang on. I have the floor plan of the ship. Let me check. Go in the engine room? I think that you could probably put it in the engine room just because it's like not a huge thing. It's more like a field generator, you know, or like maybe in like the area next to the tele- like the teleporter room could expand. Yeah. I assumed it went to the end or putting it by the engine makes sense if it's drawing a lot of power as well. Yeah. And if you're trying to like hide your drive signature or something like that. We're probably hopping back between uh, the engine room and the bridge so that there's like the ability to get the cloaking device up from the bridge, but I think the main part is probably in the engine room. So we head back there and start hammering or whatever (laughs) we need to do to get that installed. So y'all are next to the engine room, basically having to like put up a structure to hold this thing and then like integrating all the power and wiring and all that stuff. My room is getting a lot smaller. I think Vika is like working on wiring something and Jyla's holding something up so that she doesn't get uh, crushed. <laughs> hey, uh, Vika, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Um, but I, I don't need duct tape right now if that's what you're going to ask. Uh, no, I, w- I wasn't going to ask that this time. It's kind of a personal question, but what was your, uh, what was your husband like? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, he was a very straight-laced guy um very uh kind of uptight honestly um but he was a good man did you like disagree about stuff oh all the time because i I don't know how he'd feel about you being in the outlaws i guess if that if that's how he was (laughs) uh no no he uh he would not have approved at all but uh, at some point, you know, that's that wouldn't have been his, his decision to make. Although I probably wouldn't have honestly joined if he wasn't gone. So did if you disagreed all the all the time, how did you how did you deal with that, I guess? If it was like big Im- important stuff. Honestly, so all right, in in the colonies, it's at some point someone has to make the decisions someone has to be the captain someone has to take care of the ship like that's someone takes on those jobs and in our case he made the decisions and i may not have always liked them but he was the one who made made the choices and i would go with them and I mean, we talked about him afterwards, but it's, it was less of, it was less of a constant disagreement and more that at some point, like I said, someone had to make the choices. So it was, so it was okay. Cause you trusted, you trusted him. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was very utilitarian in that sense, that part of our relationship, but it's at some point, yeah, you, I trusted that he would make the decisions that was right for us and our family. All right. Did you need, did you need the duct tape now? <laughs> no, I'm 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 still okay. Are are you having are you having trouble with that? I mean not not mostly. Sully and I get along pretty well. We have fun. That's good. But I he asked me to do something I don't know if I could do it in the moment and uh I guess I don't dis- disagree with him, but I kind of do, and I guess I, I hope that it doesn't come to that in the end. Sorry, that's being cryptic. I mean, if I'm if I'm picking up on what you're saying, it sounds like this is something that we're all just gonna have to hope doesn't happen. Because I'm guessing, at least in some sense, this has to do with chaos and dealing with them and yeah i yeah I, I hope we don't run into chaos up close and personal you know like us running us running in that ship way back when feels like forever ago oh i guess you don't remember that do you no i do remember that one okay like looking back at that seems space and stupid yeah now that yeah now that we know i don't think i could do that again no <laughs> no one <laughs> Knowing what we do now, and uh, I hope it doesn't come to something 
like that. Yeah, I would. I would agree with that. I mean, I will say that I think all of us are a lot closer after all of this. And I think we're all going to try and keep each other from doing stupid stuff like that again. (laughs) So if it makes you feel any better, uh, you're not the only one looking out for him. Well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate that. Are you sure you don't need duct tape on that? That one sure looks like I could use it. If I hit something and like steam starts shooting out. Yes, duct tape, duct tape now. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a pretty long trip out here to the middle of nowhere in the edge of space. Is there anything else that anyone wants to do while you are waiting to arrive at this penal colony? Um, I think Sully is doing two separate things. Uh, He's spending time researching the little bit of chaos they have on their ship. Okay. Um, I don't. I don't have any specific questions for that as Zach, but I think that like he'd be like trying to figure out what he can about it. Um. Okay. If it's just flavor text, that's also fine because I don't have. No, any- that that's fine. There is something you can learn. It just might not be super satisfying. Um. And then what's the other thing? Um. I think he's trying to work on optimizing Jyla's algorithm for tracking the Black Dreadnought. Vikas. Vikas. Uh- sorry. Uh, he's trying to optimize Vika's algorithm on it, like giving it a different set of eyes since they handle problems a little differently. Uh, so basically you're making me probably two investigation checks. All right, I'll start with the chaos. That'll be an eight. Okay, so basically this is maybe a little grisly. Would Sully object to doing animal testing? If the answer is no, that's okay. It just changes my flavor text. I think he would object to it for the fact that he, like, has space magic where he can feel life force. Okay, cool. So what this is, is it's not alive in any measurable way that would be considered normal, right? So usually you would look at something like this and there would be like cells Mm -hmm. or like microorganisms or some small, like very base building block of life. If you were to assume that this is like a concentrated like bacteria or something like that. And that's not what you find. You can... Look at it under a telescope, and you can see, like, individual... mm, I'm going to show my ignorance of chemistry here a little bit, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize to our audience. I don't know chemistry that well. You've already screwed up because you called it a telescope. (laughs) A microscope. You can look (laughs) at it under a microscope, and you could see, like, particles and, like, atoms, um, like, small molecules, but none of them are familiar, and none of them have any of the constituent building blocks of life. Is there any way that Sully can, like, do any kind of testing that lets him see if it's able to reach beyond, like, death? Uh, yeah, if you did animal testing, which he said he didn't do. And not with a roll of an eight, basically, is the other answer. Okay, and then make me another investigation check to try to narrow down that answer more. Uh, I got an 11. Dad gum. You look at it not from a technical standpoint, but you almost, like, reach out to it in a more, uh, like, in your weird sense kind of way. That would be the only way that you could, like, improve this algorithm. And it's not so much that you have any reason. You just get a sense of, like, here. Like, there are these, like, five obvious targets, but this is the one that seems most likely. And it's almost because it seems like the worst option, like, it is at the heart of everything, you know what I mean? It's like the center of the conflict, and it's a very likely target, but it's like a bold move, and you just get, like, the sense of, like, this is probably where this is likely to happen. All right. All right, anyone else want to do anything before you guys arrive? I don't think so. Uh, nothing nothing specific. I think, uh, in general, Vi's floating between the hollow table and... Um, the engine room. Yeah, just, just continually trying to, like, monitor the Black Dreadnought and try to predict future movements. Well, and always repairs. Ah, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> I think we trade off handing each other coffee, like, switching off the hollow table. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll have, like, 15 minutes where we take a break and talk with each other, hand each other, like, who's ever up there a coffee, and then they'll leave. The next and shift starts. As we obsessively try to figure this out. Lucy brews coffee for all of you. <laughs> It's 24-7 at this point. Yeah, he, he knows. Lucy knows that Jyla needs her coffee. <laughs> There's always coffee. Yeah, and of, of, course, of course Mal doesn't drink coffee. Mal drinks uh, primarily tea. Does he have a specific kind? Earl, Earl Grey. Grey hot? No, why would you assume Earl Grey? <laughs> 
drinks chamomile. I mean, that's a good choice. It's better than Earl Grey. <laughs> I mean, I, personally, I disagree. I actually like Earl Grey, but I I just wanted to avoid. I wanted to make fun of you for, guys for going for the obvious joke. After I went for the obvious joke. <laughs> All right, so you drop out of phased anti-space, still a decent distance from core forged home but now you like have optics on it you can actually see the planet it is a very bright glowing planet even from this far out you can see that there are cracks and tears all over the surface of the planet with boiling lava underneath say boiling probably not boiling molten lava underneath there are there are parts of it that are like green enough to support life but it is a very hot very miserable planet in like alone in a solar system there is nothing else here there is a sun there is a planet that sucks it is tailor-made to be horrible well uh i don't know what i was expecting for a prison planet for the imposition but this seems to fit the bill quite well i think i'd uh, tend to agree there this seems like a pretty unpleasant planet is there any way for us to land you can make an investigation check i think to try to figure that out uh, while she's doing that, do we have what do we have for Marilla? Do we have uh, like a like a phone number for her? Do we what do we have for her? You have this planet. So this planet and her name. Yep. Cool. 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 Uh, what would that be? Investigate or use your head? You said investigate. So smart. I think. Yes. That's a nine. So I get a hard choice. Well, yeah, basically what you find out is there is not a an elevator onto this planet. So you're going to have to like land on this planet, which is going to like require a piloting skill. And basically you kind of have two choices. You can either try to land. Mm, I'm just going to give this because at, at some point I could just have more people make investigation checks, but that stops being fun. You could, you can kind of see where there is a settlement of people. You could scan and detect like, oh, this is where there are buildings. This is where there's maybe some communication, if that. So you can either land on the outskirts or you can land in the middle of the city. Like there are landing areas, like landing in the outskirts is just you crash land onto a rock, you know, landing in the middle of the city is there's an area that is open and flat and nice, but it's in the middle of this settlement. Um, so it's kind of up to you how you guys want to approach that. Okay, but when you say crash land on a rock, do you literally mean crash land on a rock or is just... No, I don't literally oh, okay. mean smash on a rock, but what I mean is the res- the... It is not like there is a nice open patch to land on. It is like this is a craggy, rocky surface that is unideal for putting a ship down on. Okay. So it is more risky to land there in the landing, but once you've landed there, you're on the outskirts of the city instead of right in the middle of it. Yeah, so we get the advantage of subtlety, but it's harder to do. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. Also, there's probably a wampa if we go out into the wilderness that will just wreck us. Yes, I imagine we will run into Australian-like wildlife. <laughs> Which all wants to kill you. Like a little lava monster. We're going to get a pet lava monster now, aren't we? Have you seen them, though? They're so cute with their little flaming eyes. Did you not have one, like a little stuffed one when you were little? I had one. Oh, uh, that does not really surprise me. What was me, his Jaya. name? His name? I think I named him Bubbles. That's a great name for a lava monster. <laughs> it is, especially coming from Jyla. I mean, I took I took Bubbles everywhere, and we were best friends. I didn't have a lot of friends. <laughs> Well, you have at least three now. Four if you count Lucy, Jyla. <laughs> Lucy, you count as my friend, don't you? Lucy, um, like, undocks himself from his charging bays and goes, Friendship is rarely offered within the imposition, so am I your friend? If you are offering it, then I must say yes. So four. Yeah, four friends. All right, now that that's settled, I think we can uh, decide on where to land. I think the subtle approach is probably the best. I I know that's out of character for me, but yeah. Are you are you feeling all right there, Jyla? What can I say? Sully's good old Sully's rubbing rubbing off on me. Uh, Jyla Mavek, I thought you said you didn't want to talk about that now. <laughs> Mal, you think you can handle a rocky landing? Well, let's uh, let's let's just skip past that and let's uh. Yeah, let's try. Let's try landing on the outskirts here. I, I think I like that idea of not landing right in the middle of this town. Sounds good to me. I agree. All right. Can I 
like give an advantage. I don't know what the atmosphere of this place is like. Is the atmosphere dangerous somehow? Is there like a lot of debris? Do, do you want to try to give a narrative advantage, like an advantage? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to do? I was going to go to the gunnery seat and like blast. If it was going to be difficult to go through the atmosphere because of debris, I was going to like be shooting it out of the way so that we didn't like crash before we even got to the planet um okay yeah that's fine uh so i guess this is like another this is basically ship combat for landing the ship yeah not everyone has to do something but if anyone wants to do something one person has to make a piloting check i i will do that everyone else can try to make flavor or do something else can i use can i like do a support role to gain camaraderie by using my weird to like calm Malcolm and like help him like focus on what he's doing better. Oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. Oof. Well, I got an eight. Uh, so I think what's that? You gain one camaraderie, but you can't use it on this, or no? You gain one camaraderie, and you can either use it on this or save it. Do I have to make that choice now, or do we wait? Uh, you you use camaraderie when you want to use. Mal makes that choice, right? What? Yeah, yeah. Mal would make that choice after the landing. His okay. Uh, while he's making his roll. Okay, that's why I wanted to make sure, because I didn't know if rolling an eight made it work. You have to pick now, whether you're using it later or... No, uh-uh. I got a seven for gunnery. Um, okay, so I believe the way that would work is... I say I believe. I'm going to tell you. The way that works <laughs> is um, you are going to... I will say this is going to be avoid damage. Um, so you're not making a status buff, you're just avoiding damage. So you're going to take half damage for whatever happens in this next coming thing. Okay. I'm going to, um, I'm going to try and do some support from the engine room, um, and try to make it so that our, cause we're, we're going directly to the planet, right? Yeah. You're landing on the planet, which is like dangerous at the best of times. Cause it means you're flying through atmosphere, which is like going to be cooking your ship actively and it's a ship that's designed to be landed through a gravity thing yeah so um i i don't know specifically how to describe it but i'm i'm working on i guess keeping the engines from overheating well yeah and it's like tough because probably you're trying to run your engines slower than they are designed to be run you know what I mean? Because you're trying to slow the ship. Yeah, I was thinking that you'd be like fine tuning the thrusters so that I have so that there's like finer control while moving yeah. through atmosphere because they're not designed for that. And trying to cool things more than you would otherwise. Right, because usually when things are running faster, sometimes that means like more airflow and better cooling. So like running them slower sometimes means more heat, not less. But anyways, yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. that so- is a seven. Uh, all right. So that is going to be. That's the same thing as Sully, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. It's create trouble. So you're making a status of finessed engines, mm. which will give a plus one to the piloting check. All right. So what all do I have now? You have one camaraderie and finessed engines. Okay. And that finessed is at a plus one. All right. So I guess I'll make my landing isn't really a move that we have, but no, it's just it's just piloting. Just make a pilot. Yeah, using the helm. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need to use my camaraderie point. What'd you get? A 14. Awesome. <laughs> nice. Are you sure? I could make it a 15. Sully's hand is laying on your shoulder and you can feel that he's like actively trying to like ensure that you don't lose your composure or get nervous doing this because you're like literally bobbing and weaving through lava geysers and jagged mountains as you try to find a good place to land this ship. There's thick fog and smog from belching volcanoes as you guys bob and rattle your way down to the surface of the planet but the ship is flying like it's never flown before in these uh, in this scenario and you're able to like gently land yourself in like a like a glove place nearly perfectly hidden you know so as we're descending and kind of weaving through all this stuff mal just kind of whispers to himself i'm a leaf on the wind Watch how I soar. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to get copyright struck. Well, like, now you're dead. Your character's your, your character is dead. You're dead now. You land. You're immediately impaled on a spike. No. <laughs> Story's over. Anyways, um, okay, yeah, so you guys land, uh, you know, like, probably, uh, we'll say miles away from the town, you know, like, not, like, probably an hour's walk through kind of crappy environments. But that's an hour that other people would have to walk to get to your ship. So yeah, you're on the surface of a planet, an hour walk away from a settlement. Uh, what did we say? Uh, I think Caitlin had asked about the atmosphere. Is this like 
habitable atmosphere for us? It is oxygen atmosphere, yes. Like, it is... Well, I guess... Whatever. Yeah, you can breathe it. Okay. It might not be comfortable, but it's breathable. Yeah, it's hot. It's, like, uncomfortably hot and smoky, but it is not unbreathable. Well, that went better than expected. Yeah! Pleasure flying with you, Cap. That was some fancy, fancy diving. Yeah, I felt, uh... I felt unusually calm there. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Sully. No problem, Captain Malcolm Llewellyn. So I think we essentially, like, suit up for a hiking trip, kind of. Like, we're going on rough terrain. We need water. Are we all in our cute Snacks. sports gear, then? <laughs> what cute sports gear does Sully have? Uh, he looks very suburban dad going <laughs> on a hike. Oh, no. And of course, of course, the... The two ladies have to be in short shorts if they're wearing sports gear, right? Isn't that how that works? Isn't that how it Just always Tomb works? Just Tomb Raider standard. Yeah. Right. He, Sully has that, like, like a, like, like, fly fishing cap that, like, goes down. I don't know what they're actually called. He has, like, one of those hats and, like, a vest on. <laughs> With all, like, little syringes in the pockets. Yeah, there's, like, different, like, like, tools, you know? He's got, like, an oversized backpack full of stuff. Aww. <laughs> um, bef- while all of you are getting suited up, uh, like I imagine you're in the cargo bay area about to leave the ship, Lucy comes out of the kitchen and walks up to all of you. He's holding like a little pack, like a, like a basket, a space basket, and he hands it to you guys and goes, now look, I know you feel that you must go on this mission, but I again caution you, do not go onto the surface of this horrid planet. We should leave immediately, but if you must go... Please take this water and these snacks that I have made. Did he make us trail mix? I mean, you can open it and find out. What? Did he? I, I opened it. Yeah, we open it. You open it. It is. There is. It's cut in half. Half of it is like bottles of water. Very nice. The other half is just like cooked, like bean paste. Like basically, it's a big pile of refried beans <laughs> with like four spoons stuck in it. The protein is very beneficial, and it keeps for a long time, and it should stay warm given your environments. Aw, uh, thanks. Thanks, Lucy. First Marshal of the Commissary, Lu- Lucy, I appreciate that you've been paying attention to my medical lessons and have been on nutrition. To, <laughs> on nutrition, yes. he's He's been very good about paying attention, and I appreciate that. I feel like your note-taking is superb. Previous to this, I have only eaten from this tube, so I am still working to figure out how to adjust for a more needy palate. (laughs) I need more of this in my life, as she's like (laughs) licking off the spoon. So it it tastes salted at least. (laughs) Okay, I was imagining that it had like sort of uh, like uh, chili powder cumin in it no 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 no. what he did was he took beans and mashed them into goo and then put salt salt in it and that is pretty good for him (laughs) he makes frittatas i didn't think he was a bad chef i i would be lying if i said i've never just eaten pre-fried beans before just by themselves yeah i mean refried beans are decent by themselves it's not the most chef worthy thing anyway so i think we head off with our snacks and our water before before we leave though Mal activates the... Um, the cloaking device that we installed. The stealth system. The clo- cloaking device. Oh, that's very smart. It's almost like we got it for a reason. <laughs> Bye, Lucy. We'll see you later. The ship shimmers, and as as you step off the ship, when you like turn around and look back at it, it appears to be invisible. Could we... Co- how do we come back to the spot? Can we like locate it? Even if we can't see it. Do you think you're going to forget where you parked the ship? Well, there's a bunch of rocks. Well, I'm sure we have like a tracker. I That's think- what I was establishing. If we need to like breadcrumb this or like spray paint an X. I, just, I love the idea that you thought I was going to make you roll to remember where you left your Wondermobile. <laughs> roll for parking. Yes. Okay, Galaxy. Remember my parking spot. <laughs> All right. So you are on the surface of a, like, you're not right next to, like, an active volcano. Like, the area that you're at, it is not totally barren. Like, this is a survivable planet. Food can be grown here. So, but it is very dry and sparse. It's a very deserty kind of climate where you're at. It's just not a lot of moisture. But there is soil, and as you're, like, walking, you can see some plant life. It's just very, like, 
party meant to survive in horrible conditions plant life. It's very like spiky and mean looking. Do we do we see any uh, moisture farmers out in the distance? <laughs> you do not see any moisture farmers out in the distance. Um, it's very dark on this planet. Like everything's kind of low light, but there is sun peeking through occasionally as like the clouds shift enough to allow a little bit of light through. So yeah, you guys are making your way towards the settlement. Anything you want to do before, you know, you're there? I don't think so. Sully's good. I can't think of anything. Where do we want to head once we get to the settlement? That's a good question. Uh, the jazz club? <laughs> I hear that's a good place to find clues. <laughs> Shameless plug for our other podcast. I think we'll just kind of see... I I, I mean, I kind of think we, we do go to the jazz club equipment. We'll, like, try to go to... A, a meeting place and ask like around the bar for equivalent the tavern equivalent yeah and ask around for Mar- marcilla is that her name marilla is this uh is this like jazz club or whatever we're looking for is it it's basically the space equivalent of the the, the silver chatterbox or the spilver spatterbox right <laughs> <laughs> or the sped spruin or no the splue spruin okay so when we get to the town what do we see so as you get closer and closer to the like settlement proper you start seeing obvious signs of agriculture there are like enclosures full of kind of like these pretty chunky looking lizards that seem to inhabit this area that are clearly being farmed like they're in paddocks they're meant to provide food uh you can start seeing these kind of like almost cactusy but more like not small spikes but like big jagged plants um, that are now grown in rows and, like, particularly being cultivated. This is, like, clearly being tended to provide food to this little settlement of people here. Once you actually get up to the settlement, like, you eventually just find a road, like, a pathway that clearly was meant to accommodate some kind of traffic. Um, as you approach the settlement, you come up to a closed gate. Do we have a story that we're going with about while we're here? I thought we were going to go with honesty. All right, I'm... If you think that'll work, I'm fine with that. How honest are you thinking of being? Probably vague honest. All right, vague honest I can do. So I knock on the gate. Uh, you knock on the gate and a um, from above you, someone like leans over like, so the gate would have been like set into a gatehouse, you know? So yeah. like on top of the gatehouse, someone leans over and goes, what do you want? Um, hi, uh, we're looking for someone called Marilla. You seem to be outsiders. What possible need could you have to be on such a place as this? Not a lot of people come here for tourism. I don't even know how you would have landed and I do not recognize your faces. Marilla is what brought us to this place. I thought we kind of said that already. Laura Lee sends her regards, pointed us in your direction. This person looks confused and goes, Perhaps you landed here by mistake. This is a prison that holds the worst of the worst ever criminals. So I ask you again, why are all of you here seeking someone and seeking to enter this place? It is dangerous after all. Well, I'm... Never mind. Uh, I was going to say I'm pretty dangerous, but I don't know if that'll make you let us in or not. (laughs) I mean, if you're worried about our safety, I think we can handle ourselves. Oh, yes, yes. You seem to be so intimidating. Sully in his dad gear. (laughs) (laughs) What a power play would be for one of us to take out a gun and shoot another one. Just be like, yeah, we are. (laughs) So should we make an intimidate check? Like a group? Intimidate check. You guys can. That's definitely a viable option. What? I- what is that? Uh, I think intimidation just kind of falls nebulously under convince. Okay. I think I Grease got a negative wheels. to this. Yeah, it'd be grease the wheels, yeah. Grease the wheels, yeah. It's whoever wants to role play through making some kind of threat, if that's what you're going for. I mean, I thought that's what I just did, kind of halfway. You want to do it? whole way <laughs> i mean I, I i i thought by me saying like i think we can handle ourselves so let me like this is maybe something worth noting for just kind of i don't necessarily want to say this is a rule of this game but it's just kind of how i run games there are times when i let the fact that you guys role play something appropriately justify you being successful in a scenario without a role So this is kind of one of those cases where there's probably a way to just in conversation convince this guy to open the gate. If you want to do something then that's like, no, I'm twisting his arm and going to threaten him. That's where it becomes a role. I don't know what 
it's not like I have planned out this way for you guys to talk him into just opening the gate. I just wanted to be clear, like, that's where, like, the line of delimination is for me when you make a roll versus when you don't. Does that make sense why I'm explaining that? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So anyways, who's trying to intimidate him? I think that's Mal. All right, Mal, roll me that uh, grease the wheels. That is a seven. How much camaraderie do we got? Would that make it? That would be a lot to use. I think we just have the one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So go ahead and say what you're going to say. How, how, how about this? Um, we've come a long way to meet with Morella, and we just walked a couple miles through this lovely environment. And if we aren't able to meet with Morella, I'm going to be a little upset. I might have to take it out on someone. He clearly grins and goes, well, I think I can accept that. So how's about this? Either you tell me the truth as to fully why you are here, because I do not believe you are just here to speak to somebody. I need to know more than that. And also, the implication that you arrived here is the implication that you have a ship here, which I am quite interested in. So, you can either tell me that... I mean, wait, did... So, wait, you see you see a bunch of non-imposition people just walking through your desert here... And you think you don't think you wouldn't think they have a ship? Ooh, I think you might. And I think I would like to know where it is. And I think you went in through this gate. So maybe here are your choices. Tell me where that ship is and where I might find it. Or I would accept a duel. Or tell the truth, right? Oh, but I do mean the whole truth. I want to know what you plan to do with Marella and what you plan to do with your ship and how I might find it. You gave, you gave us like one option. And then change the option, and then you just change it again. What are our options? What is no, no, no? What I'm saying is, you guys are like not being fully transparent with him. Like, what I mean by this is, he wants to. He's like asking you where your ship that is the only way he could ever get off of this rock is. Okay, but you said tell him the whole truth. So what? Like backing up to make this clear, you guys walked up to a gate of a prison colony where there is no way. Like this is not a prison; it's a penal colony. Which is to say that the only way off of the, the, like, the reason why Australia worked is because the only way to leave Australia was a sailboat, and they didn't have those. You guys basically just showed up with a sailboat and knocked on the front door and are like, let us in, please. Um, and so this guy is, like, very interested in, like, one, how you got here. If it is a ship, he wants that ship and wants to know where it is. Or he would be willing to fight you in a duel. Oh, go that duel option, Captain Malcolm Llewellyn. <laughs> like, they're, they're... You guys, to him, represent the opportunity for escape, and he wants that opportunity, or he just wants to fight someone for fun. Um, so that is kind of like the hard choice, like that's the intimidation hard choices. You either have to tell him where your ship is and roll the dice on him not finding it, um, because it's cloaked, or you have to, like, you know, duel this guy. Or at least that is the demands he is making as a character. So I'm interested in this in this duel you're offering. What 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 would the what would be the rules of said duel? Rules. Maybe you do not know where you are. The rules are if you can beat me, you can enter. Just shoot him right now. <laughs> I was already thinking about doing that. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so tempted. <laughs> do, Let's it. do it then. Yeah, I do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out and shoot. I'm gonna pull out my traction blade or traction rifle and shoot him. Uh, all right. I'm I'm specifically not trying to kill him. I'm just trying. I'm trying to like hit him in the shoulder. Yeah, that's cool. Oh gosh! All right. Vi is also gonna pull out her her drill gun. Are you gonna cheat? No, <laughs> I'm just pointing it at him as an additional level of force. <laughs> How can we the cheat? Correct answer are is no yes. <laughs> we are cheating. <laughs> so we only have one camaraderie point, right? You only have one. Yeah. Though. I rolled snake eyes, which gets me a five. <laughs> <laughs> well, adding a one to it and making it a six doesn't really do much. Oh, no. Nope. That's why I was asking if we had a second one. You pull out your rifle and fire. He's not expecting it, but also isn't not not expecting it. You know what I mean? Like he was readying for a fight. And when you do that, he leaps down. And like before you could really only see like maybe his head, maybe like a metal arm. You know, when he leaps off, you see that his armor, it is power armor. It looks familiar for being from the imposition, but it is clearly had to be like cobbled together from long years spent in a place without a lot of resources. So now instead of just having two well working legs, he's walking on like four crushing and like barely held together like hydraulic spider legs as he crashes down in front of you and chops at you with his big like 
smoking and sputtering chainsaw sword doing two damage. As as he jumps down, Mal's gonna gonna say, Gritch, I thought that would work. <laughs> Alright, is anyone else doing anything? Would you say that these legs are like a medium item? Uh, are you asking <laughs> if you can cut his legs off? I'm asking if I can use my space magic to rend his legs. Uh, you can definitely try to do that. I'm going to try to do that. That's a new ability, right? It is. Are you specifically trying to disable his power armor or are you trying to cut off his legs? I mean, these aren't his actual legs. He does not have spider legs. This is like he's had to hack himself together for years and what he ended up with okay i guess i missed that specific part of the of the description so if i don't use the camaraderie i have a 14 do you think i should use the one point (laughs) (laughs) i love this that like sully in like dad gear is just like like this is over yeah what does this look like to you when you disable one of his legs I think it's, like, very, very casual. Like, he learned this new power and spent a lot of time practicing, so he just kind of just, like, flicks his hand towards one of the legs, and it just rips <laughs> off, like, very violently. But for him, it's just, like, you know, like, paging through a magazine motion, like... Yeah. And it, like, flies into lava, like, a hundred <laughs> feet away. Oh, no! So you casually gesture your hand and, like, pop one of his legs off. He still has three, and when you pop it off, it, like... Blood does not come spraying out of, like, this stump. It is clearly just, like, motor oil and, like, smoking engine comes pouring out of his leg, you know, like, exhaust, basically. It staggers him, but he does not fall. He continues just, like, rushing at, uh, Malcolm. I'm taking a shot at him. Uh, okay. Uh, that is a ten. Uh, a ten hits? Yeah. So I'm aiming for its power armor. So I would say I'm aiming for, like joints between uh specifically kind of like the arm like between the shoulder and the arm where it can like paralyze that arm that makes sense uh yeah it does so oh wait but you rolled a 10 right and what are you attacking with my gun okay and then what do you want to use a tag accurate so that's Uh, an additional uh at least an additional one Okay, so the way, right, okay, so the way that would work then is you can deal weapon damage, and then you can either do extra damage, or you can create, like, a status effect on him. I'll do extra damage. Uh, okay, cool. No, I lied. I'm gonna do a status effect of paralyzed. Take out another leg. Okay, so how that is gonna work, like, the the exchange here is, so you fire on him, and it does, like, start to, like, screech, like, gears to a halt as he stumbles and freezes but he swings with his other arm and fires at you with a rifle also dealing two damage but then the next time around he's not going to be able to deal damage to the next person all right so anyone else want to do anything before we're back around yes uh jyla's gonna pull out a bomb and try to throw it towards another one of the mechanical legs in an attempt to disengage it from the rest of him uh okay nice that's an 11 all right. You chuck a bomb. It rolls like cleanly under and pops another one of his legs off. This like makes him actually lose balance now as he like slips to the ground. You can see his power armor straining as he tried to like bring his gun around and fire on you, but he is unable to because he was paralyzed before. All right. Now we're back around. Everyone's gone. It's anyone's game. I'm going to uh, I'll go. I, I'm going to swap to my traction blade being in melee mode and and run up to him and take a take a swing at him. I don't know if I've ever used this melee, or if, if I have, it's been a long time. I don't think you have. So now you're rolling plus tough instead of plus, I think it would have been plus sharp on range. Yeah, cool. Or cool. Are you specifically trying to, like, cut a leg off, like, uh, what you guys are doing, or is it just chopping at him? Uh, I'm trying to, like, disable power armor. I think the legs is still the probably the best bet okay so i don't i don't i specifically don't want to kill this guy right yeah you you said you were trying to be non-lethal okay yeah well i rolled double six <laughs> so that is a 13 right. so with that you just like pop both of his legs off cleanly and he plops to the ground he drops his axe or he drops his his chainsaw sword and his rifle and goes well i do know when i've been bested perhaps you will survive and he, like, pushes a button on his power armor and the gate creaks open um, as he grabs his one of his severed legs and starts, like, using it like a shovel 
or like a paddle to push himself back in <laughs> to, to drag himself across. <laughs> that was a that was a fun fight. Yeah, haven't had a fight like that in a while. Off to a good start, aren't we? <laughs> All things considered, all of you are looking pretty good, just like a little dusted up, you know? I mean, I don't think Sully's looking pretty good. He does have dad gear on, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk into some place that is, it's kind of like a place of duality. Everything here is very ramshackled and very barely held together. This is clearly a place without a lot of supplies and without um, the means to create something as ornate as what would be consistent with the imposition so if you can imagine like usually the imposition is big larger than life grandiose all of this is the opposite no buildings are more than two stories um everything looks kind of barren uh you can see the attempt at ornamentation like people are clearly trying to make facsimiles of these big like gothic sweeping buildings that they are used to but are completely unable to given like what they have to work with but on the other hand this is Probably the most, like, prosperous and peaceful-looking imposition place you have ever been. There are, like, clusters of people chatting on the street. Um, it is very, like, there's pleasant music drifting through the streets. It's, like, a very kind of idyllic, like, simple little village full of people in, like, power armor almost universally and a lot of it is like kind of looking worse for wear but you can see that like there have been shovels swapped in there are people that are like clearly designing their power armor for like agriculture or for construction so yeah you walk into a cute little farming village full of ex mech monsters <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this latest episode of Outlaws Wanted. Music for the show is from danosongs.com, audionautics.com, zapsplat.com, and the public domain. If you liked this show, you can check out more of our actual plays at the Wandering Gamer Network's website or Podbean, as well as interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We also post Let's Plays on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. You can also find us on YouTube under the channel Wandering Gamer Network. And on Twitch, we can be found at Wandering underscore Gamer underscore Network. Now remember, it's not the outlaw that makes trouble. It's trouble that makes the outlaw. Outlaw.